what it is what's up got your podcast in the cut um i have to stop recording my bed it's just bad for work and this is supposed to be work i even went and officially got a mic i went after half my mom and officially got a mic uh for christmas so blue yeti um you know Pretty much the standard for us noobs that don't really want to spend too much on a professional mic, but want to get professional mic. So that's that. Um, not really any more updates on my day to day, but I have spent multiple days in the past week following Auburn basketball, and Lord knows that was interesting. So it is currently about 3 a.m. Uh, Saturday, November 28th, so about. 27 hours removed from the Gonzaga game, and uh, I was going to do this game by game, but I feel like in aggregate, it's just a better, I guess, idea of what we watched this past weekend, uh, holiday weekend, which I mean, theoretically Thursday was a weekend, right? Um, so let's just go through stats, right? So I think stats would be a good place to start at. Um, and just to like contextualize some of these games, UVA lost to San Francisco. Illinois won the probably top four favorite teams uh, for the title. Got barely skated by Ohio. Um, so, I mean, it's been UCLA went to 3 OT against Pepperdine. Been a very um, shaky start. And you can see some of the same laps in preparation in college football when that first started for many teams. So it's just like a lot of issues Auburn has. Now I don't say a lot, but some of the issues Auburn has isn't just constrained to Auburn, right? But a couple of things I like to just touch on, but we're gonna just check the stats out first. So Auburn versus St. Joe's the Hawks, uh, game one back from Friday, I believe. Um, JT Thor two assists in 15 minutes, um, seven points, two or four from the free throw stripe. One of four from three. Uh, would have liked to see a little bit less of the settling from three, but what can you do? Five fouls in 15 minutes. Uh, awful, obviously. Um, do I have this written down? Let me see if I have this written down as a note. Uh, all right, I don't. So I'll just go ahead and touch on it here. Um, so, a lot of these guys, and I mean, young players, obviously, so that huge part of it um defense laps and defensive communication which is one of my takeaways i'll get to that later um a lot of these guys are very grabby uh, a lot of grab a lot of unnecessary grabbiness akimbola got four fouls i mean he's gonna go for every block carwell got three fouls also had foul problems in the game today um flanagan had four fouls jt had five. we felt we we you know historically we have been very lapsed when it comes to I'm just talking about the coaches here and, and um, like basically hand wringing or, or slapping the wrist for when it comes to being very grabby, very, you know, reach in heavy. That is one of the bad tendencies I think Auburn tends to allow, which has paid off at times with more disciplined players and more experienced players. Uh, but I don't think this bunch should be allowed just to reach as much as they do. Um, and it's not really just reaching in necessarily. Like there's some dumb reach ins. Yeah. But there's a lot of like just dumb contest. Like, there was a lot of dumb contests in, in Fort Myers for this team. Um, and again, young players, bad communication, 
then the feeling the need I guess to make a play every time you get beat uh, and sometimes it worked there's a couple chase time blocks but more often than not fouls um, Jalen Williams easily the best player in this particular game 8 of 13 1 of 3 from 3 1 of 3 from the stripe uh, 11 rebounds uh, 2 steals 1 block 5 turnovers uh, which is of course the highest amount but he did take the most shots and he played the most minutes he played 37 minutes uh, and 18 points so pretty pretty much was the best option uh, him slipping to the cup him on the trailer uh, just every once in a while you just see like the flashes of hyper athleticism from this kid and it's just really amazing to see sometimes uh, Devin Cambridge the supposed offensive leader uh, for this team 4-12, uh, 1 of 9 from 3. Quite a few instances where he just did not seem able to dribble a basketball. Uh, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 13 points. Yeah, this um, it's got a shot for him. It's just absolutely just decrepit. Um, and then again, you can have a bad shot for him and still be a functional shooter. Uh, Sean Marion is the first time when it comes to my head. Um, his is a little bit more hard to, to... I would say that Cambridge's is more in the vein of like a, a Michael Kidd, Yo Chris, where it's just so sideways heavy that like it's hard to, to make any kind of shot that's not wide open. And even Cambridge missed some wide open ones. That shot for him is just not going to make him like... Mechanically, he's just never been consistent with it. I don't think so. I may be wrong, but I don't think he's ever. Like, even with Lonzo, Lonzo, like, had periods where he just shot the dick out the ball this season. But, like, his, like, fu- like, his fundamental mechanics in his brain, like, he's still not, like, gonna ever be consistent, per se. Even though he's, like, improved and sometimes he's even hot, he can't, like, I don't think it's he's someone I'm thinking is, like, gotta go like three straight games just been like shooting just shooting you know just hitting and I think Cambridge is pretty much that although Cambridge's issue can't really we can't really resolve what, where he's at because he was like horrible on the road or horrible away from Jordan Hare but like not Jordan Hare Auburn Arena but obviously great in Auburn Arena so I guess we'll see whenever we get back to the home uh, life if he's still butt at shooting but right now looks very, very far away from being any type of offensive leader whatsoever. Uh, his game does not appear to be much more than it was last year. Uh, very aggressive off ball, going to adopt the rim very often, uh, on ball, not very good creating for himself, and takes some really bad shots at really bad times. Uh, Flanagan, 12 points, uh, 3 of 8 from 3, I mean 3 of 8 from the field, oh, 2 from 3. Four improved free throw shot, uh, six of seven, and five rebounds. Very aggressive at the cup. Um, two assists, four fouls, like I said earlier. Only one turnover, uh, 35 minutes, so the second most uh, play. Tyrell Jones, um, statistically, you think this dude's all right. Uh, two of four from three. three hit a crazy tough uh, step back. Three of eight from the field. Uh, not that many, that many turnovers, only two, but. I think he's someone that you just have to watch the game, understand like where he is makes makes it tough 
God just gets not a point guard. And I see the logic. I'm, you know, I'm going to just kind of skip the rest of these first. Uh, Chris Moore, 2-2, two, two, 12 minutes, uh, 7 points. 3-3 three, three from the strike. The, easily the best shooter uh, based on just statistics alone. Uh, Dylan Carwell, no points. Um, good minutes, rebounds, um, good hustle. Three turnovers and three fouls. Not ideal, obviously. Uh, Babatunde Akambola came off the bench, which surprised a lot of people. 26 minutes. Uh, so basically a, kind of a quasi-starter, honestly. Uh, two or three. One and one from three. Uh, two or five from the strike. Seven uh, points. A good eight rebounds uh, against not the most uh, size front, but, you know, eight rebounds is however you take them. Uh, four personal fouls, only one turnover. Three blocks, which, you know, pretty cool. Uh... Probably the surprise of the day, Powell. Uh, 4-10 from the field goal, 3-5 from three, something that looked crispy. Uh, great, great system of free throw line, and 17 points to go along with eight rebounds, and no assist, which is interesting. Um, and no turn. Well, what's crazy is no turn, because he's definitely had turnovers in that game, but I don't know what they counted it for, but... I thought he had at least eight assists, and I also thought he had at least like three turnovers. Um, but I may be thinking about the Gonzaga game, but yeah. Uh, Johnson, terrible. Um, one assist from the floor, 0 4 from three, two assists in the strike, um, and four points. Just 15 minutes. Um, bad. So going back to my uh, thought, which I lost already, um, this game was one in which Auburn looked significantly better than the team they played uh, I thought but that does not show up because of the simple fact that St. Joe's was very good at things Auburn was not good in uh, to harken back to one of my takeaways defensive communication Auburn routinely just did not communicate screens um, specifically the ones that came as a result of like an off ball pick they got somebody open from the perimeter uh I believe St. John's got like three straight threes that bring in within like a point uh, about the 18 minute mark in the second half, something like that. Um, just, just deaf by just open shots. Uh, the more the ball bounced around, which I know it's, I'm not saying they groundbreaking here, but the more the ball bounced around between people's hands on St. Joe's, usually the more confused Auburn seems to have gotten. Uh, seems to have gotten, and yeah, that was it. Was just if you were if you were a defensive specialist as far as like a, a watcher, you just love defense. This, this game was tough because one made the simple or so-called simple aspects of playing defense. The the communication uh, that was just simply lacking. Uh, the on-ball defense was acceptable, although I felt like very often. We just didn't extend out far enough on the three-point line, which is an issue that also plagued other Auburn teams that have been far more experienced. Some of the issues I saw on defense were things that I've just seen before in Auburn, but it kind of gets messed. Um, I mean, you just have, like, guys of the chemistry that, like, a, a Macklemore or a Wiley or, you know, Dowdy or somebody like that brings to the table. Um chemistry kind of matched a lot of those things like you don't really need a good system defense when you just have guys that all know each other fairly well um you have at least one ace defender uh that can play the rover role like Okoro Kiki did 
Uh, there's none of that happening. Although they say Akinbola is very, very vocal. Um, hopefully that attribute can be found in more guys than him because it's gonna be it's like a good individual uh, dominating defensive season from anybody. I believe it's gonna take a unit. And unfortunately, I don't think many guys are showing that potential right now. Uh, Jalen looks about as bad um, on defense as he was last year, and that was pretty much what kept him from even playing in the first place. Uh, Cambridge and Flanagan look okay on, on like on ball, but uh, they got I think they let a couple guys just kind of slip by, by them uh, off of picks. Uh, JT Thor gambled quite frequently. Uh, size is, isn't there quite yet. Turbo was kind of aggressive, you know. I give him that definitely, but gotta do a little bit more as far as actually like just being up. Uh, but he physically like one of the better matchups we got as far as guards go. Someone who isn't is uh, Powell, um, Justin Powell, who just is not like good at defense. He physically he's pretty good, I guess, for his frame um, and his youth, but need a little bit more. Uh, Jamal Johnson was improved on defense, but still not where you would like him to have been by this point. Um, so that's that's that game. Let's just do a quick break so you can hear something other than my voice and we're done talking and then get to the takeaways. If you're an Auburn fan, the summarization of some of these Auburn stats against Gonzaga, the number one ranked team in the entire nation, going to be pretty short and to the point. Shot a whopping 37.3% from the field, 31.4% from three, which not great, um, and 80% from the strike, which is gargantuan improvement for the majority of I would say games for Auburn uh, last season and even the game before, I believe. But alas, when you shoot 37.3% from the field, and that honestly, God does not show the entire picture because the shots they got were a lot harder than 37.3. I mean, they got almost no easy shots the entire game. Um, they honestly got and create many easy offensive looks the entire game. Um, uh, just everything tough, everything, and I know it's tough because a lot of what I guess Bruce wanted to do with this this uh core of these lineups, it's hard to do without Sharif. I think Sharif is supposed to start, and then you pretty much get minimal Turbo and Jamal minutes. Um, Powell would be as he is now, pretty much a primary facilitator, but instead of being for the you know, whatever unit he's on, probably just exclusively a second unit for this time being. Um, so he's playing a little bit more than he's supposed to be doing, probably doing a little bit more than he's supposed to be doing. Um, but that's, you know, constantly you got to work with. I'm not sure if you're playing, you're probably playing about 38 minutes a game, honestly. Um, and then you just have to hope that Turbo and Power would be able to hold serve for at least a couple of minutes time to time. But as evidenced, uh, Powell's been okay, but he's just... He's obviously been the best facilitating like option, but at the same time, he's clearly like not seeing a lot of things that, you know, just an example of, of being a young, first out of high school player playing against 
experienced individuals. You know, he, a lot of looks on defense. He's just not yet willing to see. I think film will help him out quite a bit as far as like whatever. I think our next game's on Monday, something like that. Film on Sunday may help him quite a bit. Uh, but I still think he should probably start by this point. And against uh, stats, sorry. Uh, JT, 7 7 from the stripe, 2 of 4 from the field. Uh, again, the 3 was not there, but he had a pretty. Another another day with a lot of fouls. Again, uh, 3 turnovers, which also isn't good, but turnovers is something that kind of littered the entire depth chart. Uh, I, I thought he clearly was like the, probably the second or third best player in the second half. And I know it's pretty much burner time most of the way through, but when they started running uh, looks to have him isolated on one side, uh, good things happened quite a bit. Jalen pretty much non-existent. Uh, you know, from someone that was, you know, so good in the previous game, uh, Timmy and hosted they have it for uh, Watson did a good job of taking him out the game. Uh, just completely did not find. And I don't think I think Kispert is three, but or three in their system anyway. Just couldn't get any any good looks. Probably should have ran some more things for him, but you know, too late now to go to that. Cambridge two of eight, two of five from three. Um, again, very three dependent at this point. I don't. It, it's hard to be, you know, a and also three uh, turns, which is not great. Uh, it's hard to be this guy supposed to be kind of an offensive leader if like a lot of your looks are created off the ball. You know, you. It's very rare that you have any number one option on any level that, like, it's almost exclusively getting his shots from either, like, contested threes or just, like, off-the-ball looks. Like, he does not, he doesn't have the ability to score dribbling it for himself to the stripe, if that makes sense. Like, he's not able to create for himself, and this, it'll be very difficult for him to, like, get that attribute anytime soon. But also three steals, which is pretty good. Um, the lead. <laughs> The team leading assist was three from um, uh, Justin Powell, which is not great. Three assists. Uh, we had 12 assists. They had 19, so I guess it's not too huge a margin. Um. So, yeah, Flanagan, obviously the, the, the star of the show today. Uh, 7-11 from the field. Four of seven from three, and then two of three from field. From fucking stripe. Uh, my bad. And yeah, five rebounds. Clearly, just the, you know. I think he's a guy that a lot of people are hoping would can take that quote unquote a Coro type step and then be just uh, incredibly aggressive about offense and just a lockdown dude on defense. Uh, I didn't see lockdown on defense, but I also did see kind of carry most of the offensive ways for his scoring. So sacrifice somewhere. And I mean, when you have to defend, I think he had to defend Suggs for most of this game, if I remember correctly. Either Suggs or Kispert uh, kind of rotate between those two. That's not easy. <laughs> that's that's not easy whatsoever. Uh, you know, I think Suggs like a five-star potential lottery pick. Not, not easy. Uh, turbo uh, abject, abject disaster once again. Uh, one of five from three. One of seven from the field. Two turnovers, three fouls. Um, one still, one block, two assists. Again, you know, this guy's supposed to be like an off-ball secondary creator at best. Uh, it's not meant to be a point guard and very evident. Javon Franklin only got eight minutes, but he did make one shot in those eight minutes. So, 
Maybe should have got more than eight minutes. I don't know. Um, Chris Moore did not really have a point on the floor in that where he looked comfortable. I wanted two from the stripe and over two from the field. Uh, Dylan Cardwell, uh, no shots, no points once again. Doing the, a lot of the ugly work. And uh, today, man, his, we'll get to that later, but oof, Jesus. Um, Opportunity, uh, no foul trouble for real. No turnovers, one block, uh, two or three, and then 0 for 1 for 3. He took a really contested, uh, just panic three. I think it was like close to the end of the clock, something like that, and just threw it up. Uh, Powell, a little bit less ask of him as far as scoring went, but still did a lot of the ball handling duties. Uh, still got a good amount of rebounds. You know, pretty decent game for him. Johnson, I believe he got 11 points to open this game up, something like that. Like two straight threes, and then um, another three made someone on the way, then like a couple of uh, shots somewhere. Uh, but like, I think he opened it with that about like nine or 11 points to open the game up to keep within like close to Gonzaga, and he finished with 11 points. <laughs> and Johnson, dude, his, his threat as far as being a spacer is doing a lot more for him than his actual value as a spacer at this moment. He just shot just isn't there, man. It, it doesn't have an ugly looking shot. It's just it just is not hitting. The other team, fifty three percent from the field. Um, Timmy looked unstoppable. Kispert looked unstoppable. Uh, and Suggs also looked amazing. Not amazing, but looked great. Uh, had a couple of really highlight plays. Uh, rest of the guys kind of got it where they lived, but those three, as with the previous game, just amazing. Uh, did a good job of stopping them from the three. Kispert pretty much had most of their threes. Uh, Timmy also put one in, and from outside from that, it's just 21, which you know, you'll take that against a team that kind of just shot the nuts at the ball uh, against Kansas, number six team, that quite more experienced than Auburn. So take that how you may. Um, so here's my takeaways. I'm just going through them real quick. So number one, got a bench turbo for Powell. I think it's necessary at this point. Um, I I think you want a live wired score as well, and Powell gives you a little bit more of that than I think Powell's a better offensive player than Turbo in every way. So I see why you know initially Pearl had him running with the second unit, kind of to make up some of the point differential that probably won't to be made from anybody else from what I'm seeing right now I mean there's nobody even close to a Flanagan or even I guess a Cambridge uh, um yeah I guess Cambridge uh, to some degree um and JT obviously I would say maybe if you want to keep turbo starting bench JT try to get something out of that try to do stretch at the five instead uh I think I think it's stretch the five and I think it's I think Cardwell starts, doesn't he? I think Cardwell's a starter and stretch, and um, I'm gonna be getting that wrong. I, I forgot who the five was already. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they gotta figure out a way to get points off of the bench at this moment. And I I would imagine that I would imagine you got your your starting three necessarily like it's going to be from game to game when something bad happens. Jalen. Um, Jalen Flanagan and Cambridge are going to be like your three starters and then you got to fit the other two spots I feel like 
I, I'm just thinking Powell, but I recognize you want some kind of points off of the bench. So maybe, maybe you leave Powell on the bench and just move JT down two. I, I, I don't know. I, I think he, I don't, never mind, I messed that up. Move Powell to the bench, or move Powell to the starting lineup, and then move JT to the bench along with Turbo. Try to make it from those points there. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I would say try to see what you can get anything out of Franklin. That's to get you another dependable guard type forward, guard slash forward. Maybe you can try that out, give him some more minutes. But Pearl has his work cut out for him as far as the conundrum with Jones. Uh, got to maximize the Jamal Johnson minutes. I think he's probably like your biggest threat or at least your most consistent one as far as just spacing the floor. Kind of like a Danny Green type where you just need somebody that the defense gets some respect as far as just being able to shoot the ball. And closest thing to that currently is that guy, is Jamal Johnson. He is a sieve on defense for the most part, though he improved a little bit to me, it seems like, as far as just not being back into the under the rim and then just laid up on. So, that, I mean, that's cool. But, um, God, man, he just shoots and shoots and shoots and it just does not go in most of the time. It's just so streaky. It's not game to game streaky. It's in game streaky, which is the worst type. Um, not a great ball handling either. Definitely not a great facilitator. It's just got to find a way to make that guy work as much as possible. Maybe surround him with your optimal defenders as far as, um, guys that kind of can help a little bit like maybe long wingspan I'm thinking stretch thinking JT uh, but right now Jamal is a necessity that just is not very great Cardwell's foot speed is going to massively limit his ceiling um, so I, I think Cardwell actually dropped a weight coming to the season try to be sleeker couldn't tell uh, could not tell he was just too slow for Timmy most of the time uh, was too slow the first game too a little bit, but guys that were not that good. Obviously on St. Joe's, but between Timmy um, and that bigger center they had, they kind of. I don't think those two went each other too often, but he just was not a good matchup for any of the fours they had uh, on their roster. Just was slow, and uh, if he's pulling a, a switch, by God, <laughs> Carwell. You know, people want to call him like this Wiley replacement in a few years. It's going to be a few years because at race now, like Wiley was just far smarter the way he moved. Now, even he wasn't like, he was clunky sometimes. Yeah, definitely. But Wiley was very smart with his hands, relatively speaking, and did not, he knew how to move a little bit, like, I would say a good bit better than Carlos at this point. Carlos' foot speed is just not there currently. Um, man, turnover problem, turnover problems derived from not having a point guard. I think it's pretty evident uh, this moment. Uh, just clear opening, like, slips to the basket that they don't even hit every time. They don't even see them every time. When they're there, they're open, of course, but they don't always hit them. Uh, Powell had quite a few entry passes to the post, like, quick uh, pass, like, just get right past half court and just throw it in that he just was not able to make. Uh, Tyrell does not see, like, anything that's not wide open. And I'd say that problem probably also goes to quite a few other guys in this roster. Hard passes are just not possible right now. They they 
they don't need Sharif Cooper to be like a functional team that can maybe compete for something in SEC, it's like a SEC, like a top four seed. But they need a far better point guard than we have currently out there. Um, so maybe someone walks on in the middle of the season and just say, "Hey, I can I can be your um, your Thomas Sadaransky, or I can be just a good uh, TJ McConnell. Just set the damn table up and let everybody eat." That's really all this, this team needs right now. I got to also say, gonna need more sets for JT isolated and Powell coming off the screen. And I put in parentheses, gotta find someone to hit those passes. Yeah, we, um, Powell moving, um, like coming off of a, a cut or something like that. Great. Uh, more often than not, his shots came just from just isolated and then just hitting them pose, but. Maybe something a little bit easier to see how he works off the ball, um, you know, off the screen, make it easy for him. That'd be nice. Um, and yeah, JT obviously, you know, just put his head down and got to the rim quite a few times. There was not a matchup for him on Gonzaga's team, at least for most of the guys other than not named Timmy. <laughs> Timmy was a fucking menace, bro. The screen slips are as effective as ever. Yeah, the uh, the screens where you have a big, usually like a... Uh, a Akinbola or a JT uh, slip the screen, like quick slip, uh, a la Horace in the past, Macklemore in the past, um, those guys. Still very effective. Uh, not as accurate with our, our point guards at this moment, but still very, very functional. Uh, defensive communication needs to be com- uh, improved. Yes, definitely. I would say definitely. Um... God, it was it was bad. Uh, Gonzaga just ate us up alive as far as some of those moves, and obviously, other team just had open threes all day. It was just death by screen, fucking some moments, and other moments, you know, they someone come, someone come, someone would come over to help, but like they would pretty much lose their man if they came to help, and then no one would help over like the next pass over. Uh, kind of more of a zone concept, also kind of needing a man when you are just doubling. With bad doubles, um, you know, sometimes you gotta just make bad doubles because you're getting ate up by this Timmy guys give you like 90% from the field. You know, sometimes you gotta provide a double and help to the next guy helps you, but that did not help him happen very often. Uh, free throw shooting school here is just not good enough. I put school in uh, quotations. The free throw school uh, shooting school here just is not good. Yeah, we cannot build good free throw shooters. Um, kind of look at this game is actually a good game but more often than not uh, Cambridge 50% so far Jalen 33 um Jamal Johnson 100% shout out to him I can bowl 33.3% so it's better it's 70.7% so far which is about I think like at least 7 points higher than where we were at last season we were like dead last last season entire league so not dead last so far, but we needed to be a little bit better if we want to actually like win close games. Uh, we lost one close game that was against a certain orange and blue team in a certain Final Four. Um, and you could say in part because one guy missed a free throw shot, but that's either here or there. Um, athleticism definitely there. These guys are hyper athletic. Even Cardwell, who like his foot speed is just like I said, awful. Still very athletic for his position and his frame. Um, Flanagan ripped Tyro Jones built like a stud just not a point guard um, Taylor Williams still very athletic 
crazy dunks. Got up there quite a few times. Babatunde crazy amount of uh, wing, a lot of arms, same as JT. Um, and kind of closes off because I sound like a slurring drunk at this point. If you look at the core of supporters, if you look at this team as a core of supporters that's supposed to be surrounded star level talents, parentheses Jabari and Sharif Cooper, uh, it's more tolerable. These guys are filler pieces. Not filler pieces in like they're just worthless, but like filler pieces and then like you're supposed to put a Jared Harper or Chumo Kiki or Nakoro or even Samir Dowdy. Someone like that. A top end talent. A top specifically a top end scoring talent. Around that type of guy. And you get a well built team. This team has the makings of a team that could probably win maybe in a normal season like 16 well 15 ACC games uh with maturation eventually coming into play what about 14 14 SEC games what about 14 I would say they go about 500 in the SEC without a star level talent but with one after maturation they could be good I think so I believe so uh I gotta turn this off because I am literally just like not even thinking of words at this point. I'm just saying shit. So I hope you enjoyed. You probably didn't, but I thought I did as good as I could do in this situation. Peace. <laughs>